It is Thursday, the 25th of February, 2021, and it's become uh, abundantly clear that my foray into serious topics was met with skepticism as the usually low numbers for this program were even lower, which tells me a couple things. One... I clearly gave my four listeners far too much credit. And two, you're a bunch of clueless rubes. No matter. Uh, We march onward and downward, really, as I'm back with the usual dumb shit that the four listeners pretend to enjoy. All of that and so much more on episode number 64, the Dustin Pedroia episode. That's right. Old Dusty Tusacks War 64 during his call-up season in 2006. So, yeah, he was a grinder. The kid had balls, right? Balls. Ton of fun to watch because he played hard. He was good. Uh, And, of course, that stereotypical, he just loves to play the game shit that uh, the media loves to talk about. Uh, for guys getting paid gobs of money to play a fucking kid's game. Uh, But seriously, he was a very good player. The 08 season, of course, was his best, having won the MVP, led the league in hits and doubles. Remember doubles? Doubles used to be a thing. Doubles used to count for something in baseball. Not anymore. Weird. Uh, But he had a couple more, a few more, actually, top-quality seasons after that. Uh, I think he made the All-Star team five times, four or five times. Uh, gold glove a bunch of times played. I mean, look, he fucking played his ass off and that's probably what cost him. But uh, it was really Manny Machado, that fucking snake that ended it with spikes to the knee uh, on a trying to break up a double play. But he did come back twice after that, which was admirable. Dumb, but admirable. Uh, after Doctor said that he couldn't play. So that's that. He seemed like a decent enough guy. I don't really know. I mean, you don't know any of these guys, really. So you, you can't say, oh, he was a nice guy. You don't fucking know that. He he kind of strikes me as a nice guy. But what can you do? Uh, the Red Sox spring training schedule starts on Sunday. And no one around here seems to give a solid shit about it. Feels like the 90s all over again. Early 90s. I should do a whole show about how awesome the fucking 90s were. Maybe episode 90 later this year. Fitting. It's a big market tease for you. This is Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is... Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I have a, there's a tingling in my trousers and it's not a good one. Sounds good. Let me put on some chapstick real quick.
are you? Seriously, how are you? I'm curious. I would like to know. How are you? You doing okay? You feel good? You feel all right? Yeah? I mean, if you said no, I'm sorry. But if you said yes, I'm with you. Right at this minute, I feel fucking great. Just putting that out there. I feel fantastic. I am a little more than a month away from my 43rd birthday. I'm fucking old man. Not really. I got a long way to go, hopefully. Knock on wood. I feel terrific. Honestly, this is the best I've felt in a long time. Little secret. Uh, I am currently down 17 pounds. I'm killing it. Fucking exercising every day. Eating good. It's good. Wish I had done this 20 years ago, but fuck it, I didn't, you know? I just ate shit, drank, and got fat. Try not to be as fat. The goal is to be down uh, 25 pounds by the time I go to the doctors again. I go to the doctor in April, early April, right after my birthday, really. So the goal is to get to him and say, hey, uh, I lost 25 pounds. I feel terrific. Now what, motherfucker? No, not really. Talked about last week how I am on a couple of uh, blood pressure meds. I'm trying to get off them at least one. That's that's my real goal. And the other goal is to not be a fat sack of fat. So, um, quite the sidebar there. Didn't mean that to happen. Wasn't in the script. I apologize. I was a bit hurt over the uh, the lack of listeners on the last episode. I thought it was a good episode. Well researched. Uh, well thought out. Heartfelt. Thoughtful. Solid show. You know, and I didn't rely on my usual crutch, uh, which is sports. You know, any any fucking dummy can talk about sports. I'm sorry, but that's true. So, but apparently you idiots felt otherwise. What can you do? Uh, no guest again this week. I am, I'm just swinging and missing. I, I'm not even really fucking swinging for the fences here. I'm, I'm taking it, you know, uh, hoping for, for someone interesting, people that are interesting, that can provide a little bit of nuance, I guess, to the program. Um, I find myself reaching out to people who've written books because I think to myself, okay, you could use the pub, but apparently they feel otherwise. So I don't know. I have to cast a wider net. Uh, I, uh, faux associate producer, Dave, I don't want to call him faux. I mean, he's the closest thing that I have to an associate producer. So Dave, thank you as always. Uh, he's trying to get one of the culpos on the show. When that happens, I'll let you know the culpos and their obsession for slot receivers, which is fantastic. So, uh, we'll see if that happens. Fingers crossed, right? It'd be great. It'd be fun. Be a good topic. Talk about slot receivers. 
The worst part of last week's show was that uh, Ted Cruz had to go all Ted Cruz after I was done recording the majority of the show, which was disappointing because the content is exquisite. Oh, hold on. The toilet above me is flushing. You can probably hear that. You might even be able to hear the dryer in the next room. It's the kind of professionalism we have here on the show. We're a fucking global brand, but we still suck. Fuck, you know, she knows that I'm down here. She knows that when she flushes the toilet, that, that you're going to fucking hear it. You fucking know that, Jen. Why do you do that to me? Give me a heads up. Hey, I'm going to gonna go to the bathroom. I'll pause the fucking show so that the flush doesn't come through to the entire planet. My saintly wife. Anyways, back to Ted Cruz. Fucking A. So I've long held that when really stupid slash terrible people get elected to represent a certain segment of the population, it says a lot more about that particular segment than the person who was elected. It's an awful stance to take because I don't want to lump uh, a whole bunch of people into the same you know, bucket of stupid. But it's hard not to. And it kind of goes to like, you know, what we had here the last four years where we elected an idiot and we all look stupid. I say we, but I was not part of that we. Others were. But whatever, you're not going to agree with me, so who gives a fuck? Anyways, what Ted Cruz did uh, last week was what I think. Now, if you're not aware, you live in a fucking cave, and I envy you. Big time. But he got on a plane, went to Cancun with his family, uh, as Texas was in the midst of a fucking crisis. Anyways, what he did was hilariously cartoonish. I wish I could come up with a more specific uh, representation, but I can see a cartoon villain with a shitty suitcase, a long coat, and a hat running away from a situation simply because they're scared, which is exactly what happened here. Instead of Ted saying to his fucking wife, uh, hey, take the two children... Uh, and go to Mexico by yourselves. No one wouldn't. Would, who would fucking care? You'd, you'd probably see that on Twitter just because people are petty. But in the long run, who the fuck would care if Mrs. Cruz and her two kids went went to Mexico? Nobody. Nobody should care. Ted going to Mexico, completely different issue. You have a job to do. All these people that I, I don't really know them. As people, So ultimately, it really is tough to judge. But I can go by what I read or watch and learn about them. And Ted Cruz is a sniveling, scared little child. He's scared of everything. He plays that fucking fear card all the time. And look, it's all political. He, you know, he has his beliefs. He thinks that uh, he can manipulate his constituents. Uh, into voting him in to a position of power so he says what he thinks can get elected. Now, whether he believes half the shit he says, I don't really know. I wanted to call him a little bitch, but that's entirely uncouth, so I'm not going to call Ted Cruz a little bitch. The state that elected him is is going through, still, 
a monumental crisis. And he, he thinks that going to the Ritz-Carlton is, is going to be helpful to anyone. The problem is when he comes back, it was even fucking worse. It just looks stupid. But, I mean, the state was fucked. I mean, literally, you heard last week. Eh, no, you didn't hear last week. Uh, but I talked about it. The state was fucked. And then when he leaves, he has the fucking balls to blame it on his kids. Oh, they, they wanted to go on vacation. Tell your fucking kids no, dude. No, look, uh, you and your mom can go, but dad has to stay here and actually be an adult. He fucked up. And instead of just admitting it and saying something along the lines of it was a mistake, I apologize, it won't happen again, he didn't. He had to say a bunch of other shit that nobody fucking believes, and it doesn't help his fucking case one bit. I tried to see who his comms director was, so I could call them stupid too, but it uh, turns out that one was smart enough to resign after old Ted helped incite uh, a riot at the Capitol. She's like, yeah, I don't like the way this is going, so I'm out of here. So he has no comms director at the moment, which is probably why he put out multiple dumb fucking statements about this trip to Cancun. Since then, he's, you know, spent the last week blaming everybody else, like his fucking kids. He's blaming frozen turbines, uh, wind turbines, which is bullshit. Uh, the Green New Deal, which is literally nothing more than a plan and not legislation. And, of course, then there's the media. Blaming the media. How the media has become Satan to the GOP and to, quite frankly, a lot of people in this country is very interesting to me. Uh, once you sort of strip away what the media actually is, which is a business where they're trying to get ratings and get, get eyes on things, you, you fucking realize that, you know, 90% of the shit that they say is there to get your attention and not to inform you. Two completely different things. But whatever. Uh, some parts of the media will call you out on your bullshit, and that's the part of the media that Ted is so afraid of. He went on a podcast... Uh, earlier this week or last, probably earlier this week. Uh, one that certainly has more listeners than I do, but likely one with a, a collectively uh, lower IQ than that of this host alone. That's right. I'm very smart. Not really. And said this, quote, here's a suggestion. Just don't be assholes. Just, you know, treat each other as human beings. Have some degree, some modicum of respect, end quote. I'll give you a second to rewind and listen to that again. Go ahead. All set? That's right. He actually fucking said, quote, treat each other as human beings, end quote. As if that's not the exact fucking opposite of what he just fucking did. I was astonished at that quote. I shouldn't be, but I was. I don't have to agree with much of anything the guy says or does, but there comes a time when being an elected official in this country means having a couple things. First, a backbone. And second, the actual wherewithal to understand that you are literally representing the people who voted for you. He cares nothing 
more. No, he cares about nothing other than uh, his wife, his children, which, you know, I would hope. And again, who knows? Uh, but he also really loves Calgary native Raphael Edward Cruz. And it shows on an almost daily basis. The hearings the other day on the Capitol riot where there's, there, you know, Congress is listening to testimony by the, um, you know, the officers on this that were in charge of the Capitol Police. And he's fucking sitting there texting on his phone. It's like, man, put your fucking phone away, you know? Kids working at McDonald's can't sit there and fucking look at their phone while they're working. But this fucking shitbag can sit there and text God knows who, uh, you know, like it's like it's no big fucking deal. He also hates avocados, apparently. What is that about? Seriously. But honestly, fuck that guy. He's, look, Ted Cruz is not stupid. Let's be real. He's not stupid. He's just a completely clueless fucking asshole. Just got a notification on my phone that I have a new follower request on the Instagram. So I check it and I'm excited. Oh, great. Yeah, a new follower. Would have been my second new follower of the week. I got pumped. I'll tell you about the first one later. But the second one, turns out it was just a spam bot. And I find these hilarious. I might be the only one, but I find these hilarious. So the um, the name of the account, Helga. Helga Taylor. Zero posts, one follower. She's following 132. I say she, but I don't really know if that's accurate. But the the bio. Boys lover than a German flag. Enjoy flowers. And then it's it's a, an emoji of the number 18 with a line through it. I don't, I don't know if that means, hey, if you're under 18, I don't care. <laughs> and then it says go chat. Like, if you're trying to fucking rook people into clicking on shit, don't you want to offer a little bit more than that? It seems a little weak. My problem with spammers, no effort. But they must be doing something right. If they keep doing it, clearly it's something's working. So, Godspeed, Helga. Hopefully things work out for you. Uh, I had a bunch of shit that I wanted to talk about. Uh, but I didn't want to sit here all day and talk about all this shit. So I've put together a sort of uh, rapid fire format. Here we go. The Bomb Squad in Butler County, Ohio, was called in early this week to take a look at a suspicious bag left in front of a church. They discovered that the, quote, bomb, end quote, was actually a cat and her one-day-old kittens. Ah. Uh... Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all, was involved in an accident on Tuesday, which left him with serious lower body injuries, including a broken leg and a broken ankle. The rod in his femur and the screws and pins in his ankle will probably mean his professional golf career is over. C-c-c-c-career? You dummy? Good thing I'm not a doctor. 
rollerblading cops. That's right, Karachi, Pakistan police unveiled its newest weapon in its effort to stop crime. Dudes on rollerblades carrying Glocks. No, I'm dead serious, that's a real thing. I give it about 90 days before one of these fruit bootin' assholes blades over a rock and shoots a pedestrian. NASA landed another rover on Mars, broadcast photos almost instantly, and released sound, actual fucking sound from Mars on Monday. Sound from Mars. How fucking incredible is that? It sounded like flipping through UHF channels back in the day, but it was still fucking sound from Mars. Meanwhile, I can't get a fucking soccer game from London uh, to stream on Peacock for more than five minutes without a without having to refresh the fucking page. DWI charges against Bruce Springsteen were dropped and he pled guilty to simply drinking in a public park. He was fined $540. Stay up the fucking chopper, Bruce. Daft Park broke up. Daft Park? Nope, Daft Punk. Uh, am I supposed to care about that? Seems a lot of folks in the Soch were upset about it, but I don't understand the appeal of the entire dance genre, so yeah. And finally, Tucker Carlson is fucking dead from the neck up. Oh, that was interesting. It's funny because, you know, I'll, I'll, I record that separately and then upload it to, to the pod. And then, you know, I think I recorded it three times, but I still stumbled over my words far too many times. Career. I couldn't figure out Daft Park. I, I just gave you a great band name, Daft Park. Like, what the fuck? Awesome. All right. So the meat of the program. Well, not the meat, but uh, it's two things. First and foremost, we're going to talk very briefly about soccer just because I want to. Uh, West Ham United is currently sitting fourth in the table. Fourth. We are fucking massive. Massive. We whooped fucking Tottenham last weekend. We're going to fucking whoop Man City this week. Now, I can't even say that with a straight face. Man City's a wagon. An absolute wagon. If we manage to keep it close for fucking 90 minutes, I'll be shocked. A lot of cursing today. Oh, well. But it's fantastic. Here's the thing. I haven't been, you know what, eight or nine years I've been a fan of this club, and for some reason I'm so goddamn invested and ensconced uh, in in all things West Ham. And there are a lot of people that I follow on the tweet machine that have been fans. They're literally their whole life. Like, you know, the way I feel about the Red Sox and the Patriots and the Bruins, these, these people feel about West Ham ten times as much. As I said on the show before, they don't have four teams to invest in. You know, this is sort of like Bill's Mafia times 10, where they don't have anything else to to distract them. Buffalo has the Sabres, but they've sucked, for, you know, for forever, basically. So, you know, I'm pumped that they're doing well. And that they could qualify for the fucking Champions League if they just hold on to this place. Like, look, there's really nobody in the league that I'm afraid of other than Man City. Uh, you know, Man United, 
They can have an off day, and we could beat them. Lester, please, get out of here with fucking Lester. Chelsea, get the fuck out of here with Chelsea. Tottenham, we've already proved, get the fuck out of here. Even Liverpool. Liverpool beat us, but we beat ourselves in that Liverpool match. And, and you see the way Liverpool's been. They're playing like dog shit. John Henry's uh, roosters are coming home to root. That's not even the right phrase, David. Fucking idiot. Speaking of idiots, if you care at all about facts and history and just basically knowing shit, uh, do yourselves a massive favor and stay off of TikTok. I can say that Twitter is a cesspool because it is. But whatever is shittier than a cesspool, that's TikTok. What used to be just a bunch of kids dancing and uh, has turned into something mind-numbingly stupid. And I'll add the disclaimer here, occasionally funny, and that there is likely some redeeming content on the platform, but I really wouldn't know what it is. So anyways, the current trend is Gen Z. Generation Z. 96 to current Gen Z. Uh, is making fools of themselves in the cutest fucking way possible by being stupid about just about everything, including the big one, thinking that Helen Keller didn't really exist. All right. Uh, the problem is you can't just say, yes, she did, because, you know... These little fucking cretins seem to think that because she was deaf and blind that she just couldn't have existed or at the very least done the things that she did. Here's my thinking, okay? Helen died in 1968, so it's not like she lived during a time when rational thought wasn't readily available in like 2021. So proving her to be a fraud of some kind likely would or could have been done long ago. If you want to say that she was a prop by her teacher, all right, I can probably give you that. Uh, or some of the stunts that she did probably staged, you could certainly make that argument. Saying that she flew a plane by herself, I don't really think that was possible. No offense to Helen. I mean, unless it was a specially modified piece of equipment, in which case, okay, fine. Uh, if you want to say she was a Marxist, sure. And give you that too. She was famously far left. Big supporter of five-time presidential uh, loser. User? Ugh. Eugene Debs. See, I wanted to say user, knowing full well Eugene was coming up. So loser, user, Eugene, yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, she also, and I didn't know this until uh, yesterday, she was uh, the co-founder for the fucking ACLU, of all things. Massive uh, workers' rights advocate while being deaf and blind. Crazy shit. 
My overall point is kids these days get off my lawn, can't seem to grasp the concept that someone would rise above a disability to achieve a life of greatness, more or less. And so now you have uh, these kids whose life is spent staring at a screen constantly. Now, the progression of screen starers... Try saying that five times fast. The progression of screen starers through the years, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, the generations have come. Uh, there's been progressively more screens. And look, I'll admit I'm guilty. I have to fucking stare at this goddamn computer all fucking day, and I hate it. I hate it. And then, you know what I do? Because I have the attention span of a fucking gnat. I'm staring at my phone all the time when I'm not staring at the fucking computer. And then when I'm not staring at either of those, I'm staring at the fucking television. However, these fucking kids, they got a screen in front of their face at fucking six months. It's just fucking staring at phones, staring at tablets. And then if you take it away, they fucking cry. So now all of their learning comes from these platforms, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. School? You're going to, you know. Don't try to fucking tell me that remote learning is a big fucking problem for these kids when they stare at these fucking screens and learn shit all day long. That's just me. That's my opinion. But what the fuck do I know? It's bound to happen, okay? And there's hundreds of thousands of these videos with just hundreds of thousands of views for these horrifically dumb things, and it's not going to help the situation at all. TikTok even went so far as to remove some of them, saying that they were, quote, ableist, end quote. But there are still uh, about 88,000 videos on TikTok with the hashtag Helen Keller. And, you know, the shit that's on there is just... just ignorant little fucks, you know, being ignorant. That's what social media is, ignorance. Uh, problematic for a number of reasons, but there are, like I said, a ton of videos, not just on TikTok, but YouTube, Twitter, MyFace, whatever these kids, uh, wherever they can be ignorant, they're going to find a way to be ignorant. I saw one the other day on Twitter where a teacher posted a video of himself having uh, a conversation with kids, and they didn't know who Hitler was. And then one girl said Helen Keller didn't exist. They also didn't know what Pearl Harbor was or what D-Day was. Now, is this the fault of our overall education system? I would say so. Is this the pro is this the fault of parents who don't fucking pay attention to what their kids are learning? I would say so. I mean, the Pearl Harbor thing got me. It's like there's a fucking holiday on the calendar for Pearl Harbor, for Christ's sakes. And then I thought, wait a minute, do kids even fucking look at calendars? Do they even know what a fucking calendar is? Who the fuck knows? The, the, the thing that gets me, and the thing that I find odd here, is that, I, I, re I honestly, I don't know. I can't fucking, again, the, the fucking phrase of my show should just be, I can't wrap my fucking head around it, because I can't. If you're a parent and you have a fucking kid who is saying shit like, I don't know who Hitler is, and they're over, I don't know, 14, 13 even. What the fuck are you doing? You failed as a fucking parent. 
Like, are you that fucking uh, shitty kid that you can't pay attention to probably the most important event in, in the last, I don't know, 300 years? No? Can't be bothered? You'd rather get it from a fucking TikTok video from something called ugh, something called the Useless Historian on TikTok. Who is explaining uh, in four parts that Helen Keller was a fraud by using a variety of uh, anime cuts. I mean, I was dumber having just watched it. It's a goddamn shame that we have regret. Oh, fuck. See? Oh, man. What am I doing? What am I doing here? God fucking damn it. It's a goddamn shame that we have regressed so much as a society that the youngest generation in this country is already programmed to distrust everything and anything. We are fucking doomed. Just like all of you are for having to listen to this shit. All right, so... As it is Thursday, it is time for three gripes. Uh, gripe number one. Dads that have just flat out given up on life. We were out at dinner the other night, and there was a family of four sitting across from us. A dad and two little girls and, and, and a mom. That would, that would mean four. Uh, so the dad is just sitting there, uh, blankly staring at nothing, while his kids were uh, talking amongst themselves and the mom chiming in every so often. Now, the kids were probably, I don't know, between the ages of uh, five and ten. Not good at, you know, an age. At age? Oh, man. This is so bad. Just turn this shit off, honestly. Turn the fucking show off. Delete it. Unfollow, unsubscribe. Wow. I have a lot of energy, so I'm talking too fast. I had a Celsius. You familiar with Celsius? Those energy drinks, natural energy? They're great, and I am fucking wired. Not good at guessing the age of children. And so the children are, you know, talking to their mom. Mom's chiming in every now and again. He's wearing like an old hoodie uh, and then something akin to sweatpants. I'm not entirely certain what it was. There was a logo at the bottom of them. And then, of course, he's wearing uh, cross trainers because that's like the dad uniform. Uh, didn't give two shits about his thinning hair. And the thing, like, he was probably my age, maybe even younger, but he looked 50, and he looked weathered, the poor man. Here's the thing, okay? Everybody you meet is going through their own shit. So I don't know what this guy's going through. I'm just looking at I'm being completely superficial here and being a total asshole about it. But this guy looked terrible. 
I understand that kids are a drain. I've learned that from uh, all of my friends that have spawned children. And the stress that's created by them is occasionally a bit much or often a bit much. But doesn't mean that you have to simply give up. That's my question. Do you have to give up to the point where putting on a real pair of pants is a chore? And from the outside, it just appeared that this guy has just given up. He ate his food, maybe said two words uh, to his kids, and sat there miserably. Now, while I was eating or while I was talking to my wife, perhaps he was engaged in a far more energetic uh, you know, discussion or activities or whatever, but I doubt it. It could be that his children have just drained him of his will to live, but perhaps his wife is a miserable twat, and that's the problem. Who knows? What's the problem with assumptions, you know? But again, I'm just simply judging the book by its cover. And from the, the, the handful of dads that I know, a few of them have gone down this road where they just don't seem to care. And it, you know, it, it popped into my head. At what point does living some semblance of your own life have to come to the fore when it comes to, when, once you have kids? So my point is like, at one point, at what point do you, Sit down and say, I need to fucking actually think about myself for a minute. And the kid should absolutely come first. Unless you're a shitty parent. But doesn't there have to be time for yourself at some point? I mean, you'd go mad otherwise, wouldn't you? I don't have children, so everything I'm saying really needs to be dismissed instantly. But really, I'm just looking out for my fellow man here, my fellow human being. And I'm worried about uh, your mental health, visibly broken dad in a Mexican restaurant. I'm concerned. Could be nothing. But it could be something. And I want you to get help, please. For the love of God. At the very least, put some fucking pants on. Don't go out in public wearing sweatpants. Just don't do it. I don't give a fuck what your wife says. I don't give a fuck what your kids do to you. Uh, you know, put some pants on. Be a man. If you're not familiar with the Be a Man uh, Instagram page, check it out. You'll laugh your fucking nutsack off. It's the best. Also the best, free ad, Fiesta Mexican Restaurant, East Bridgewater, Massachusetts. The best. Not the food. The food is fine. It's just average, okay Mexican food. But staff is great. They're fucking efficient, which I love. <clears throat> Gripe number two. Sending a text message to the wrong person. Holy shit. The potential for outright catastrophe here is off the fucking charts. I've been really good about it, as far as I know, for about the last six years or so. And I say that because I can visibly remember the time that I really fucked up. There was an event for at, at a previous job I had. I call it a job. I'm air quoting. 
worked for a baseball team down in Plymouth. And we had an event. The event was my idea. It was quickly stolen from me, which pissed me off. But that's a story for another time. Uh, and a text came in from someone uh, else associated with the club who wasn't at the event, asking how the event went. I thought that uh, it was only sent to me, so I went ahead and just fucking slammed the owner, saying a bunch of shit that was true, but, you know, probably shouldn't have been said. Uh, But, turns out, I was not the only one on that text chain, and boy, oh boy, was that other person not happy. Looking back, it was funny. But boy, did I feel like a fucking shithead for a minute. Literally, though, just a minute. I picked myself right up. I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck do I care? This guy's a prick. Not the guy in the chain, though. He was an okay dude. Anyways. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, so I sent a text to my mother that was meant for my wife and vice versa. Nothing more than, uh, a, you know, one was a good morning that I send to my mother every day. The other one uh, I meant to send to, to Jen a text about the contractor coming I sent to, to my mother. No big deal. But, wow. It got me thinking, like, dudes that fucking sneak around on their wife... And then, you know, keep all the communication on the same fucking telephone. Yikes, dude. I mean, you're risking a lot. Guys can't sneak around on their wives because they're incredibly dumb. And you're going to fuck up by doing something even dumber, like sending a text meant for your mistress to your wife. It is just... The text communication is fraught with with potential uh, catastrophe. Like if you misspell a word, is another is another fuck one. You know, if if you forget a word, if you leave a word out. I remember, I remember sending an email a long time ago, long long time ago, to a girl, and I left a word out. I want to say the word was not, and. Not and, and I know for a fact that that's what I wanted to put in the email. But as you can tell by the way that I talk, uh, the the words in my brain tend to move a whole lot faster than the way that they can be conveyed. Same thing with on a keyboard. I'll skip words all the time. And boy, was she not happy. Yeah, that that didn't work out. That that little relationship, if you will, didn't work out. Uh, Not because of that missing word. But listen, it's the same thing. And I, you know, I don't mean to just say that it's just dudes messing around on their wives. It's wives messing around on their husbands. It's, you could be, although I would imagine that wives are smarter (laughs) than to, to do that, than to communicate with their lover via text on the same phone that they could accidentally text their husband. (laughs) Don't sit there and tell me that uh, it wouldn't happen to you because if you're listening to this show, you're already too fucking stupid to cheat on your spouse, so don't even think about it. Gripe number three, slow cashiers. If you're a manager 
at a supermarket or or big box retailer and there is a visibly slow cashier ringing up customers you need to either add another cashier or just step in and fix the problem yourself having uh, been in retail for a number of years uh, I understand that sometimes this happens and surprisingly I have a bit of patience when it comes to the slow checkout I am the most impatient person on the planet yet for some reason I, I understand the plight of the slow cashier but you know there are there are fixes for it and so if there's like a manager standing around watching you know as all these people are visibly frustrated with the with this poor kid who's ringing shit up unbelievably slowly that's on management fix the fucking problem and i think part of my patience is because i know that most of the time the cashiers are just you know dumb teenagers or uh, middle-aged folks trying to make some extra money or retirees who need something to do. The onus is entirely on the establishment for putting customers in that place to begin with, so clean it the fuck up. There's no excuse for it. You can blame the actual cashier if you want. You know, I mean, feel free, but you're just going to make the poor kid feel like shit. So you're better off just standing there and Quietly waiting for her to slowly open the bags and slowly fucking scan shit. Uh, panic when when the fucking thing doesn't bring up a price. But that's what happens when, at minimum wage jobs. This is why you should be telling places like fucking Target and Walmart and all these fuckers to pay these people enough money to actually give a fuck about what they're doing. But Dave, then you'll pay $20 for a Big Mac. No, you won't. You ignorant fuck. Turn off Newsmax and get a fucking clue. Stupid. Leave the poor slow cashiers alone. They're fine. They just blame the management. Unless the cashier is just a visibly stupid, lazy fuck. Yeah, but then you wouldn't know. How would you know that? If they're flaunting their slowness, then you can get mad. If they're they're just doing it to be an asshole, get pissed. All right, that's it for the show. Thank fucking Christ, huh? You didn't get this far anyway. I, I've seen the stats. Most of you turn the shit off like four minutes into the show. Like you hear the kick-ass intro and you're like, oh, that's all I need. <laughs> that fuck you, Dave. I know how it is. I'm not stupid. I can see what you're doing. And quite frankly, it's rude. I have an Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. I have a Twitter page of the same name, at ComplaintsPod. Check them out. Follow them. Interact. Call me. 617-65-RIP-EM. Send me an email, show mail at complaintsandobservations.com. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page. I'm too lazy to do anything with it. If you want to be on the show, let me know. If you know somebody 
uh, that, that wants to be on the show, let me know too. Tell your friends. Here's a new one, and I just remember this. I'm fairly certain that associate producer Dave's mom has just followed me or followed the show on Instagram, and I'm fucking thrilled by it. Hashtag tell your mom. Like, tell your friends clearly isn't fucking working. Maybe I'll just get a bunch of you to tell your mom to listen to the fucking show. (laughs) Oh, that'd be so funny. My whole audience is just a bunch of moms, and all they do is call and complain about my show. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. That would be so funny. Tell your moms, 617-65-RIP-EM. Have them call in, leave a voicemail, and, and tell me how much my show fucking sucks. <laughs> Hashtag tell your mom. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I make myself laugh at dumb shit. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to the show. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for indulging me. This is uh, so enjoyable for me. I don't know why I love doing this so much. Nobody listens. I love it just the same. I hope you enjoyed today's program. And the fact that I've said the word program twice, now three times, in a span of about 50 minutes. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.